to Top Fives, the show of everything. Top Fives, presented by The Sex Effects. I'm Joey Parati. And I'm Sean Day. And folks, um, we are we're doing a year in review. I can't believe that it is 2022, but here we are. But tonight, we're going to be talking about 2021. Yes. But before we get to last year's festivities, Jonathan Day, <laughs> how are you, my friend? Uh, doing good. It's been kind of a crazy, I mean, it's not been too crazy of a week. I it's, it was new year's day and we were ch- chatting a little before we got on about new year's. And I think the consensus was a lot of people just kind of did their own thing and stayed local and in their homes yeah. po- possibly because of all the Omicron COVID stuff that's happening. Um, so it was pretty chill. It was, it was really chill. And you know, it's, uh, just think about all the COVID stuff. I mean, you know, it's it's a lot of cases popping up and, you know, even it's affecting my work and, you know, uh, there's not enough coverage or there's people calling out or they're closing stores down. It's it's all sorts of crazy stuff. So um, so hopefully, you know, things will will get better and um, you know, it's getting better all the time, all the time. It's getting better all the time. Can't get no worse. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's been just been like that. Yeah, it was, it was good. I'm I'm ready for 2022. Let's just say 2021 kind of kind of passed us by. I would say we all thought it was gonna be like, yeah, COVID's gonna be over, whatever. No, it's not yeah. over yet, guys. Um, but I don't know. Excited for the next year, man. Uh, you know, I'm always get excited at the beginning of the year and kind of kickstart some new goals or you know stuff you wanna you know put together. So I'm excited. <laughs> Yeah, man, I feel you. I, it's uh, I was thinking about it. Had three. Hold on. Let's see. see let's count CSU and B. CSU and B. Uh, I've had four jobs in the last three years, and I've lived just as many places. Um, and just kind of all week long into the new year, it was just like, not this. You know, last between between Christmas and New Year, it was just like. It was like the first time I've, I feel like I've actually given, yeah, rested. Yeah, you deserve um, that too, man. Especially doing a lot of, you know, doing a lot of stuff, and um, it, it's not easy to change up jobs, and then you know, with the move too, you you moved as well, um, just before the year was out. So you know, I think that's yeah, uh, that's yeah. a huge, that's always a huge thing uh, to to uh, and stressful too. Not you know, not gonna lie, it's always <laughs> stressful. So, <laughs> but it's good, man. It was. It's it's cool, like reflect and think about that stuff, uh, looking back, and you know you've been doing a lot, uh, you've making a lot of changes throughout those, like even the last three years. So, uh, yeah. very very proud of you, Joey. That's that's a tough. You know, Thank you. It's tough to make those changes sometimes, and you know it's exciting also, you know, to kind of switch things up and and get get to that. But you know, it's it's a lot of stuff to to process, right? So, um, but yeah. Oh, yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, just enjoying the energy going into the new year, trying to, uh, you know, new year, new you, new me, new, hopefully, Arctic Monkeys album. Who knows? I hope so. Um, that If that happens see. and it's just the best album, if it's my album of the year for next year, I That'd hope so. Cool. We'll see. <laughs> um, yeah. 2022 of the year, we get a new Arctic Monkeys record and a new film by Martin Scorsese. So... 
Yeah. Hopefully and the Batman's I'm, I'm really coming out. I'm looking forward to this year. The Batman's coming out. Yeah. Right before my birth, our birthday. It's going to be good. Ooh, I'm going to do like a movie, a movie date kind of thing. We should do that. I mean, we could do that. We could do that. <laughs> well, I remember when we uh, watched uh, uh, Force Awakens together. That was sweet. That was pretty cool. And we went to Lala Oceanside Grill because there was an IMAX theater down on Cannery Row. It's not there anymore. Um, but we got... What do we have? We had some, uh, we had their old fashioned, their angel share. They had like a speakeasy down below. We just had many drinks. And then we went across the street and yeah, I I enjoyed the movie on that watch. Um, yeah, Yeah, we saw it in 3d too, which was kind of trippy seeing a star Wars film in, in 3d, but I always, I was just thinking about like, I miss going to, and I know we kind of, t- I probably talked about it when we were talking about No Way Home and like the reactions of going to, like, you know, kind of the first weeks of, of movies opening up. I've been to so many like opening nights with you, Joey, and also um, seen a lot of movies together for sure. And yeah. that's actually also one aspect. I know we're do we do the podcast and, you know, we also are in the band and everything, but that's one aspect I also miss uh you know not living close to you is like going to see a movie on a night you know or yeah have a couple drinks before and then and then go to the movies so (laughs) maybe maybe we will do that in this next year more often i would love that i would love that there's certainly more i think movies to be excited about this year yeah um or things are starting to kind of you know um i'm scrambling a bit to try and you know or i was scrambling the last few days to try and watch some some movies from this year because I, I really haven't watched or consumed that much media from from this past year so my list is a little my two lists are a little stretched but um if i'd seen a lot of other stuff i'm sure these lists would look very different given another month to kind of yeah now that stuff is starting to come out on streaming and, and similar stuff, similar so. situation yeah for sure yeah. for sure so, <laughs> um well cats out of the bag we're gonna be reviewing our top five um favorite movies and tv shows from 2021 do we want to uh i'd say we start with tv yeah why not tv 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 shows sure um just because i feel like movies are the big you know that's the um (laughs) that's my religion man um shawnee what were your top five favorite tv shows um in 2021 Okay, so some of them are coming back for like their next season, I would say. Um, so my number five, and there was a lot of mixed. It's a mixed bag on this. Uh, it was my number five is Cowboy Bebop, the mm-hmm. TV adaptation from Netflix, uh, based off the 1993, I think, anime when it came out. Um, and I'm a huge fan of the Cowboy Bebop anime, uh, so I really like it. It's got a good mix of western and space and all this kind of stuff. Um, for all the mixed bag hate it got, I think it's kind of the same stuff that I'm just kind of like tired of with a lot of fandom these days is like, just let it be its own thing. Like you can kind of make it, uh, close to the original or adapt certain scenes or things. And I think a lot of the negative, uh, from it was like, oh, we want it to be this and like almost like, you know, shot for shot or word for word, the, the anime show. Uh, which I can understand. It's like, you know, staying true to the characters and all that kind of stuff. But I was thoroughly, like, surprised. I, I, I kind of liked the adaptation of this. And, you know, John Cho and um, 
you know, some of the, the actors in it, I think, did a really good job to bring those characters to life, especially when we don't see that many kind of like live action anime to um, to, you know, live action. So um, and yeah, it, it had the it had all the elements I wanted from it. Like, you know, in the original anime, there was uh, jazz music kind of littered throughout the um, through the show. So they had the same thing. They even brought back like the same band who like performed nice. the music and everything. Uh, and even the way it was shot, it was very interesting. And the, you know, the cinematography and they did all these kind of different things. Some people can play those too many Dutch angles, which I don't know too much about the Dutch. Oh, angle. I love Dutch angles. I am such a fucking yeah. fan of the Dutch angle. There's a lot of that in the wow. show, but a lot of people were like, all right, maybe back off on the Dutch angles, but I kind of like that part I mean, of if it. It's, if it's used with purpose, it's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and you know, the scale and I thought it, even the, you know, I, I was, uh, you know, on the side of like maybe it might be kind of too cheap looking, but it did it, it it passed for like a show that also came out in COVID times too, um, where they're producing it during this time. So, uh, yeah. So Cowboy Bebop for number five. Uh, that's my number five. There we go. I love that. Uh, number four. This is not really a serialized TV show, but it, it, I guess it is like a documentary style. Um, it's the movies that made us. Also, kind of a Netflix produced oh, thing. Yes. Uh, they had some of the horror movies like uh, for this year. They had like Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, they had also sci-fi like Alien. Um, they had Coming to America, which I thought was pretty funny. So I, I, what I like about it is it, it's great to – I've always been so interested, especially with like music but also movies. I'm so interested to see how the movie literally got made. Like the steps on – where you know from the page to the script to like executing the whole movie and like getting the actors and all the the things in place like how did it happen and uh i got really introduced to this series like i watched the back to the future one and you know them talking about back to the future and how they made that so it was uh it's such a cool series to watch especially some of these films that you know some of them i grew up with and some of them i didn't you know they're a little bit more back in the 80s or you know for me it's mo probably more the 90s and on but um, it's really cool to just see that process and see the, you know, kind of the, the pieces that get made. I think I watched one on like Forrest Gump, I think. It, it's not on this season, but uh, they did like Forrest Gump. And literally Forrest Gump was like a script on the shelf kind of thing where yeah. like some yeah. guy just literally found a story, found a movie out of the script. And it's just great to hear like those kind of stories um, where it, it couldn't have, you know, without the right people and there maybe the right uh passion for the project it wouldn't have been made so yeah the movies that made us for number four i love it every movie is a miracle every movie <laughs> uh number three this is the expanse uh they're on oh god i think it's when it came out it was like season six or five one of those i'm sorry i can't keep there's a lot of seasons in the show but it is becoming one of my favorite science fiction like space uh type shows and they do so well with the production it's on amazon and uh you know it's it's pretty much a show about um you know if earth and mars were populated and also like people who grow up and are born in space on these space stations, they call them belters. So it's pretty much about this kind of like this, like what would our world be if we had people living on these different areas in space? We're not, we're not necessarily like light speeding to different planets. We're just colonizing areas in our, our solar system. But of course there's like political factions. There's like, you know, uh, military and all that kind of stuff. It takes a little tip from, you know, like Battlestar Galactica and 
all that, but it's really captivating and there's kind of a mystery behind the show. And so I, I you kind of start off the this, this series like that. And then in this last season, there's some really uh, heavy characters that they introduce that are connected to the main kind of cast. Uh, one involving like one of the characters and her son and the, uh, you know, the kind of terrorist father that has become, you know, has come under this person. So it's, it's a lot of stuff um, that's uh, happening in the show. So it's, it's really cool. And I think if you're looking for like a space kind of thriller opera kind of thing, um, they're doing a really good job of, of bringing that to life on the television screen. So, yeah. Nice. Expense. I've heard a lot of good things about it. Uh, number two. I have to put this because I was at the edge of my seat. I I built, I bought into the hype. I, I'm going to say Squid Game. Uh, one, it's really cool that we're seeing, you know, a lot more foreign uh, shows being produced and, and put on, you know, platforms like Netflix uh, for the American audience. Um, you know, it's it's not, you know, some of the themes and some of the, th- uh, the things in the show, you know, it's not like the first time it's been done, but uh, they do so well to really get you in like very focused on the story and focused on the characters and you're you're not once like you know there's not not a dull moment in the show and it and i truly believe the hype i think it really you know it, it was when i finally watched it those few you know the, i think it's like eight nine episodes um it really got me out the edge of my seat and i was like whoa i don't know what's gonna happen to this character next you know there's some stuff that surprised me there was things that happened that you would think you know, it would be predictable to think this way, but they ended up doing something completely opposite from what that is. So I was like, okay, nice. that's, you know, that's something that I like from a show where, you know, there's a lot of TV shows that are being created and, you know, some of them kind of take the mold of maybe some other shows and kind of go from there. But, you know, it does such a good job to kind of make its own identity, I feel. Um, and I guess they're going to probably do a second season, you know, with the popularity of the show. I, I would love to see more of, of those characters and see what they're going to do with it. So, uh, Squid Game for number two. Right on. Very good. I got it. I still got to check it out. It's 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 a good. It's a easy. Just like you can binge watch it for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, don't believe the hype, as they say. It's a, don't believe the hype. It's uh, just make your own opinion about it. Yeah. So, um, and then number one, which I just finished the season four um se- uh, season. Uh, it's Cobra Kai season four which literally came out december 31st of this year um so i guess it could count as a 2021 um series yeah that counts that counts so uh cobra kai is becoming one of my top favorite shows of all time i'm not kidding this is probably going to make my top five for all-time shows because they do so well to respect especially again in the day and age where we have just tons of reboots and fan service being thrown at us um it does so well to respect and grow and develop the original karate kid you know uh series and and of course you have you know these young uh, teenagers as the cast and it's got a lot of cool stuff man it's got it's got a lot of good themes it it focuses on like bullying and cyber especially cyberbullying in this day and age with you know kids and the internet uh it has fucking now, see i am of the rare breed that says bullying is kind of necessary kind of kind of not a bad thing you'll you'll see you'll see yeah if you ever watch the show you'll it's it's great because this this season i just watched is like all the characters 
un, like recognizing, understanding the young and the old are recognizing the cycle that happens when, you know, your let's just say your parental figure is treating you a certain way and that gets passed down. And it's crazy when you finally see these characters being like, oh, like that's what is happening here. And like, um, and it's really screwed up, but I mean, yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's tough to say because, yeah, you know, I mean, I think, I think a little bullying is, is, is necessary to build a person, you know. Um, Darwinism is becoming a lost art, really. Yeah, um, to a degree. I, to a degree. It's it's some pretty messed up stuff. I think cyberbullying is worse than real bullying. Oh, yeah, for sure. And they show it a lot yeah. in this in this series. But, I mean, it's got karate. It's got – I mean, these kids actually – are i mean I, I don't think they're doing all the stunts but they actually learn karate or they've been cast because they have those skills um it's great to see like uh you know the the original characters dan Russo and and johnny like these arch these you know two guys arch nemesis kind of you know from their karate days and trying to yeah try <laughs> And try, yeah, trying to like you know create their dojos and you know spread karate around the valley or whatever, but it, it's really good. And if you do eventually watch it and get to the first season, um, they do a great job of flipping the script on you know Johnny Lawrence as the he's said to be the villain character in the karate series, but they do a nice flip and they have you watch most of the first season is from his kind of his perspective and what he's feeling. So they do That's a good cool. job to humanize those characters and to really find ways to, you know, just tell you, you know, find things to teach you through the through the show. And I just, it's exhilarating. And it's funny because even the teen drama stuff, I love it. I freaking love it. Like, hey, drama's drama. Drama, good drama's drama, 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 baby. And it's it's so good. It's so good. And like, I I really want to rewatch it. It's just such a good. I, I never thought, and I, and I wasn't as. Um, I wouldn't say I wasn't a. I mean, I was a fan of the Karate Kid series. I wasn't like a dedicated, die-hard like Karate Kid all the way fan, but it's cool, man. They find ways. Who is? Huh? 80s kids, I guess. <laughs> I guess, yeah. But I, they find a good way to to really connect those. Even the and of course, as the adults too, they're so naive and you know they're still trying to figure out their past and everything and and it's it's great to see like those parallels between the students they have versus the actual you know adults in the uh in the in the show so cobra kai all the way man cobra kai never dies <laughs> well yeah. all right shawnee i have seen not one of these uh, oh, on your list cool. <laughs> but that's a lot to uh to possibly now check out yeah yeah um, I'm going to believe it. It's a good list. I'm going to tell you that it's a good list, but I'm not, that's not an informed declaration. Um, fair, fair. A good fair. list, dude. Very good. List. Um, <laughs> all right. So my, my list is very slim pickings. Um, number five, I'm going to go WandaVision. Oh, um, okay. I'm not going to lie. I didn't care for WandaVision. Um, overall, it wasn't my thing um didn't love what they did with the characters didn't love how they did it but that last 10 minutes or so um got me very like, emotional when they were yeah. having this very emotional i burst into tears and i had a, a solid like 10 minute cry Ooh. um Ooh. uncontrollable just like you know the the idea of um 
you know, saying goodbye. And um, it was very, it was, by the end of that show, it was illustrated very, very well, very poignantly. And, um, you know, whether I liked it or not, it did have an impact. So I applaud yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, number four, this show really had an impact. It's uh, my guilty uh, trash TV pleasure. Uh, I love a mama's boy. Oh, yeah. I think I've told you about this. Yeah. Uh, it's like five or six families, um, and the son is just a pussy. And uh, just, yeah, he's basically whipped by his mother. And for some reason, these girls put up with it. It's wild to me. It's. Um, <laughs> But it, it makes for damn good television, I'll tell you that much. Um, so I love Mama's Boy. If, you, if you're ever in the mood to like shut your brain off and laugh at the absurd that might be real, who knows how, how, how scripted it is, um, give that show a watch. That's entertaining. And that goes for <laughs> you all, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> number three, I'm going to go Hemingway. It was a... Uh, documentary by ken burns and okay. his his producing partner i forget i'm blanking on her name they directed it together and it's about ernest hemingway and so you're getting a ken burns documentary on hemingway and i love hemingway and um it was great it kind of dived more into like his um i didn't realize just how i guess narcissistic he became and just kind of repugnant to be around but he also like had this weird like sexual thing where like he kind of wanted to be a girl not a weird sexual thing but like for for back then you know what i mean like mm -hmm. and they delved into like kind of this androgyny that that he had going on um it was all very interesting um and yeah it's i mean it, it that's a that's a man's man you know what i mean that is like he he hunted things and drank things and uh you know um and he wrote things and and those things he kind of invented um what we think of as modern writing you know very short deliberate sentences and, and um you know he he was kind of one of the first to do away with like flowery yeah. prose, prose you know and um and we're still doing that a hundred years later over a hundred years later so it's pretty cool um number two um uh, pen 15 closed oh out you know i need run. to i need to catch up with that show it's yeah it's so good it's so good and and i think they sent them out in a very nice way the series is over now oh, okay. um but you know the story it came to a natural kind of conclusion and and um those two actresses are just incredible yeah um, they're <laughs> also the creators of the show um and it's very very good it's very very good um maya Erskine and I'm blanking on the other one. Yeah. But uh they're they're great. I gotta catch so. up for sure. That's yeah, it's it's hilarious and the way they I mean it's always funny when there's like two adults trying to play their kid versions of themselves. Um but yeah, I I don't I don't even remember what season I left off on. Um well the best part is is like you forget that they're adults because they yeah. fit in <laughs> so well with these kid actors and um they're so game for it, you know. It's really, it's really funny. It's a, it's and it's very touching too. It's a really great show. Um, number one, I was kind of surprised by this. Um, I'm gonna go with Invincible 
Uh, you know, Amazon I have not Prime. seen this one yet. This is another one I haven't seen. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, so Ooh. it's animated, and it's kind of the idea. Of, it's again taking your dark, you know, you're you're basically Justice League, and then making excuse me, kind of, we exist in the real world and it's dark and it's gritty and this and that. But actually, and I was watching, I was kind of like, okay, this is going to be one of those, this, you know, I just watched The Boys, you know, but it actually turns out, I think, to be kind of a very traditional uh, superhero tale. And oh, I, okay. I really, really appreciated it. Um, it was, I really loved it. It was great. I can't recommend it enough. Um, and then my true number one doesn't count because it's not from this, fucking era but i finally binge watched uh the sopranos this year oh yeah that's right so that was honestly that was the most time i spent with the tv was sopranos um and it was fucking glorious but um but there we go that i like it list. i still that oh, still have to tackle the sopranos man uh it's so good I was like, man, if I ever, because uh, I love reaction videos, if I ever did a reaction series ever, <laughs> it would be probably Sopranos, because there's a lot of, a lot of episodes, and I'm sure, um, a lot of Tony Soprano, you know, in there. So a lot of him just eating and breathing, which is honestly my favorite part of the fucking show. Yeah. And just... <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. I love it. I like I it. it. Good list, Joey. I, again, I haven't seen you know most of those. On, I mean, I've seen Pen Fifteen, maybe up to the how many seasons were so? How many seasons did they end on Pen Fifteen? Technically two, but the last one was split in half. So I, I think it's okay. three. I count it as three. So I, I, yeah, I might have watched probably that first season with them. But it's then. not. I mean, it is. It's yeah. The first part of season two is only like eight episodes, and it's another like six on the back end so it's it's very short it's a very short run of shows yeah, but, yeah. that's crazy man i like that good little yeah man good little list it's been tough it's, i mean i know it's you know we're stuck in 2021 covid's and all that stuff but there's still I some show like watching anything yeah so. well you know i we've had this discussion i've told you probably before a lot it's just like I, i've been watching youtube a lot and uh you know i go, go down all sorts of rabbit holes with that i even watched uh something about like you know, I've had this interest in like photoshopping and I just watched some dude just like create like photoshop illustrations from the ground up and I was like, wow, this is interesting. I'll watch this for like yeah. a few yeah. hours. YouTube is where it's at. I like and I, I hate kind of being that way, but that's that's what I'm watching. I'm watching Patrick H. Willems or High Top Films or Yeah. Yeah. Me, Nerdrotic, like, you know, um Yeah. There's a lot of awesome. discussion too and, and it's great to see like people really like you know do what they like to do and you know i think that's always really cool so yeah, yeah. and we'll have to do right on, youtube man. youtube in the future i think we've done a youtube list before top my five, youtube but... algorithm will get me canceled so let's not <laughs> let's not do that it's all good <laughs> no i'm kidding i watch a lot of history i really love history yeah, history i love uh for me it's yeah. like music doc documentaries yeah. or like kind yeah of music i like things. just or just like old interviews that too. Um, yeah, a, you could find a lot of interesting videos, like backlog videos, like that, like interviews. Yeah. Historical. I watch stuff. a lot of video game, like history stuff. Yeah, me too. Actually, there's, yeah. There's one guy called Scott Scott the Waz. Scott the Waz. Okay. Yeah, 
um, I, I, I find him kind of nerdy and charming. And um, I, yeah, I've been watching his stuff and he, you know, he'll be like, all right, these were the dark ages for Nintendo or, okay, this oh, is, dang, okay. you know, he'll break down like, okay, this was the launch of this system. He's, yeah, there's a few of those guys. Um, yeah, my, my, ner- my YouTube algorithm is very fucking nerdy. Actually. <laughs> is, uh, this, this fucking British guy who just uh, reviews like everything James Bond. Oh, sick. And, uh, he's, but he's just, you know, he's, he's, he's wormy looking, you know what I mean? Like he's, a, he's hilarious and funny, but he's not like, you know what I mean? Just like, <laughs> right. and he, he dresses on old tux. Um, yeah, it's wonderful. I, I'm, hey. I'm, I'm on a weird rabbit hole too. No, dude, it's, it's my consumption for this last, even the last two years, like, like strictly I'm always on YouTube and, when yeah, when a show like you know Cobra Kai or like when it comes out and it's like yeah, I'll refocus and try to watch this. Try, I've been it's still into the binging, but also I, I still love to kind of like oh, I don't want to finish the show yet. You know what I mean? So even yeah. Co- Cobra yeah. Kai, I kind of like let it run for a few days. You know, maybe watch a few episodes and then switch it up or whatever. Um, but there's a back. I have a backlog of shows I'm trying to get through. Um, just like new seasons and stuff like that. So, but it's just, man. I'm still back on YouTube. That's the thing. It's like, do I want to sit down? But you know, it's, it's, you know, and I think, uh, it's, it's up to us, man. It's really up to how you want to consume your, your media and stuff. So, um, yeah, there we go. There we we go. TV shows 2021. There we go. There we go. If you guys are even, if you guys are watching us, tell us your top five. Tell us your top five TV shows or mention a show we haven't mentioned tonight. Succession, um, we know. No, Succession Lasso. I know. Yeah, I know. Succession is pretty. Yeah, Succession is pretty good too, man. I haven't watched yeah, the last seen. season, so um, it's been blown yeah. up on on the Twitter. You know what? I I got to put an honorable mention. I've been really, I really liked Dave. Um, that came. Oh out. yeah. Uh, the second season I think came out this year, and uh, I blew through that one. I actually might do a rewatch on that one. Um, super, I mean, funny, just talent, all sorts of stuff, you know, little Dicky and, and the, the cast around him. Um, so that's my honorable mention, I, I guess I, I forgot, I forgot about that. I was like, oh man, I actually really enjoyed that show. So. Hell yeah. Ooh. Sorry. Sorry. I'm going to yawn. Oh, you're good, dude. All right. We got our, our next list guys. Uh, we're going from TV shows to movies. So, Joey, what are your top five movies of 2021? Okay. Okay. So, I want to just say that there's a bunch of movies that I really, really want to see, but I haven't seen yet. That includes Red Rocket. That includes uh, The French Dispatch, um, Licorice Pizza. Um, yeah, I heard about that one, yeah. There's, there's so many that I, I'm so excited to see that I unfortunately haven't yet. Um so my list would change drastically um, if I I think those those three would probably be in. You know, I'm guessing, but just anyway. <laughs> um, number five uh, is gonna I'm gonna go with Ride the Eagle, starring uh, Jake Johnson. He the premise is that he uh, his mother played by uh, Sandra Bullock. No, not Sandra Bullock. I just watched uh, Miss Congeniality. Susan Sarandon. Um, 
which is not a 2021 movie and hasn't aged tremendously well. But um, soon Sarandon dies and she leaves him a videotape and is like, okay, you know, uh, basically to get your inheritance, you need to do everything that I tell you to do. And basically it's a lesson in learning to love yourself and that kind of thing. But him and his mom had been estranged because she had been like part of a cult and abandoned him. Oh man. Okay. The movie isn't great. And it's not great because the character never really encounters any challenge. Basically they go, you have to do this. And he's like, okay. And then Uh, each thing he just kind of goes, okay. And he does it. And there's never like a moment where you're like, oh my God, he might not. He might not do this. He might not fulfill this. Like, but you're spending an hour and a half. Holy shit. um, With Jake Johnson. And um, he is, he's just a fun kind of, you know, uh, personality to, to be around and watch. And I enjoy his presence. um, And I enjoy (laughs) the way he delivers his dialogue and that kind of thing. So um, for that, I think it was, it was worth it. Hey. Marty. It's okay. Freaking out. Someone rang the doorbell. I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but he is freaking out right now. It's okay. It's okay, it's okay bud. Okay. Um, number four. Um, we just talked about this movie last week. Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, I had a good time at the movies. It was a wonderful theatrical experience. Um, you know, the movie... You know, now that I've sat with it and everything and everyone, oh, it's the best Spider-Man movie, you know. (laughs) It's fun. It's fun as a movie-going experience, but... uh, You know what I mean? I have too many nitpicks and problems and and what have you. Mm -hmm. Um, It was enjoyable, uh, but I, you know, like yesterday I saw that Disney's like, all right, we're submitting this for best picture. I'm like, yeah fucking be kidding me dang um yeah so you know that i think just seeing that kind of uh knocked it down a peg in my (laughs) just like come on um so but number four spider-man no way home there we go number three i'm gonna go um john or um john what's um ridley scott's the last duel oh haven't seen Um, this one yet it is really fucking good. Um, Damn, and it looks okay. boring. Um, you liked the Mar- the Martian, right? Yes. Is it very in that kind no, of? It's nothing like the Martian. Oh, but okay. what is like the Martian is that every piece of uh, dialogue, every every moment in the movie feels very like it's just propelling the story forward. And gotcha. you might not understand that for maybe a half hour, 45 minutes. And then you realize the mechanism in which Ridley Scott is selling the story. And you're like, oh, okay. I see what he's doing here. Okay. Okay. And um, it's, and you've, you know, Matt Damon plays like this brutish kind of fucking moron. Adam Driver plays kind of a sleazy, slimy, but like kind of charming uh, guy. And then you have Ben Affleck doing kind of a British accent wearing um a, a fucking blonde wig with a little blonde soul patch it's fantastic it's what? phenomenal um and it, ben affleck is just having the time of his life in this movie um he's just being a piece of shit it's hilarious um 
I had a lot of fun with it. I, it's weird to say that I had a lot of fun with the last tool because the subject matter does get very heavy. Um, but it feels, it almost plays more like a dark comedy than okay. anything else. Okay. Um, I really Ooh, liked it. I'm kind of curious to see this now. Yeah. The last one. Um, number two, um, this is going to be very on brand for me, uh, <laughs> is a movie called uh, Benedetta directed by Paul Verhoeven, um, and it's a French film about an Italian nun in the 16th century or 15th or 17th century, whatever, during the plague. And basically she exhibits divine powers in connection with God all throughout her life. Um, and she becomes a nun and she starts uh, experiencing stigmata. And Oh man, okay. Um, but at the same time, no, there are, there's quite a few people who aren't exactly convinced um, that she, you know, is telling the truth about all this. And on top of all that, she begins a lesbian affair uh, with a young nun. Whoa. Uh, it is wild. Um, I, I feel like the last year, year and a half, I've really kind of fallen in love with Paul Verhoeven um you know i think basic instinct is is really really fucking good super troopers is really really fucking good robocop's great showgirls in if you view it in the right way is is fantastic um yeah so he's i don't know and he's 83 and it's one of the horniest fucking movies i've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and um it's very good i highly recommend it. it is in french um but man i had a good time Dude, okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to see that movie too. Jeez. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> we did a double feature of Benedetta and then we watched uh, Spencer, the Princess Die movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. I still don't know how I feel about that flick. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> number one, Peter Jackson's Get Back. I'm counting this as one film, even though it's split into three parts. Um, yes, it was everything I wanted it to be. Um, I wanted there to be more, quite frankly. Um, eight or nine hours, I could have. I could have. You could have watched it. <laughs> give me 24 fucking hours. Give me all 60 hours of footage. Um, but yeah, I loved it. I loved, I loved it so, so happy that we have this, uh, that we can watch this, we can, you know, just, that we get to be fans in this time that, you know, because that's 50 years, you know, um, those people on the street that heard them, you know, play that day on the roof in London, a lot of them never lived to get to, you know, see this footage or, or you know, whatever. I, I think it's kind of fascinating. Um, that it's kind of unearthed so far away, but just close enough that maybe you were there. You know? Yeah. Uh, Dude, that's so cool. And it's like, great. It's um, great. We were able to have like footage like that just put together. And, you know, mm. you know, I think yeah. it's especially having the moments with the Beatles. I, I watched a little bit of the first, um, the first episode or at first part. Um, 
and yeah, it was everything like. How you did you do it. that? How did you turn it off after just a little bit? I have to. Uh, busy, got busy, and <laughs> but I definitely want to watch the rest of it. Um, yeah, it's it's really cool to be in the in the room with them while you yeah. know, and just like you know, a lot of stuff that we see music wise, even with documentaries, it's it's only small moments. Um, small moments or it you know you it only lasts for so long those moments and it's great to kind of get it unadulterated and unfiltered even though they you know they still have to edit like so much footage but it, it is great to see that um you know with uh, especially with a band like the beatles and not really you know it gets you a little bit more up close to see what the process was of like how the beatles work together as yeah. well so that's cool i like how that's what it is it is yeah that's pretty crazy you can see that like yeah. so many years later dude number Man, one that's my list yeah easy easy yeah i could yeah. see that joe although although benedetta really kind of gave it a run benedetta yeah, yeah that was the one huh <laughs> but yeah that's my list i'm i'm very curious to hear yours i like your list yours is because i like how you have a few like cuz i you you always have like some for, you know foreign films or stuff that maybe might be you know i'm going to say outside of my ring of knowledge of movies but you know you always check out some of the the stuff that you know is is really hard hitting and and heavy um kind of movies that are uh out there so um i want to watch the last duel is it the last duel or last duel the last duel. the last duel i, I want to watch that actually that came up in a I think I was watching, you know, I was, yeah, you know me and my reaction videos. That came up in a reaction video, um, <laughs> someone I was following. So I was like, oh, man, what is this? But I didn't want to watch yeah, it. it. Yeah. It's a heavy fucking flick. Like, it, it's, you know, um, at the center of it, I will say, is about a rape. So if that is the kind of thing that, um, you know, and this isn't necessarily for you, but for the audience, if that's something that's triggering or, or anything like, maybe avoid this one. Um but I do think that it was done for the most part, fairly tastefully. And, um, you know, as, as truthfully as you could get doing this movie. So I, yeah. And somehow still found a way to be wildly entertaining and in parts, wildly hilarious. Like, dang, that's yeah. Very, very Whether I was supposed to be laughing or not. I don't know. <laughs> I hope that I was. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely check that out, dude. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then the French film. What was the French uh, French film called again? Benedetta. 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 Yes. Cool, man. Well, my That's top fine. five is uh, it's kind of the usual what it's been out in theater. Well, some of them I actually got to see in theaters, which was kind of cool. Um, so I'm going to go number five. Uh, Encanto, which was like the latest oh. Pixar film, which they did put on. If you have Disney Plus, it's on there now. Um, but I actually watched it in theaters. Uh, I went with my girlfriend nice. and her her four year old son, and um, it was. Uh, I mean, from where Pixar is at now with animation, it's just incredible. Um, what you see now is just unbelievable. Uh, the amount of uh, still, it feels like. Uh, animation cartoon but it's just it the realism and the way they uh you know and colorful too the the way they they use the color palette and everything i think is really cool um 
you know, it's uh, I don't want to spoil the movie, but you know, it talks about a family and their, you know, all these family members get this like, you know, on their like special birthday, they get like a power, um, because they were blessed with this miracle, and um, it talks about the um. You know the the main girl and the and the main character is the one who is supposed to receive this power, and then she ends up not getting one on her birthday. So she feels like she's not chosen. She's not you know has this. So this kind of deals with you know fam families and um you know trying to find uh kind of the special in you. I would say is like the, the kind of the message in there. Um, but I mean top notch. Pixar animation, uh, you know, this, of course, a very, you know, emotional story. That's very, you know, um, I think a lot of people can pull from, you know, into their personal lives, I would say, because that's what Pixar always does. You don't have to be a kid or adult. You can be a kid and or adult and still get something out of it. Uh, so I'm going to say Encanto for, and Lin-Manuel uh, Miranda did the music as well. Who has done like Hamilton and all that stuff, so. Ooh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, he just seems like a prick to me. I don't know. Is that just me? Uh, I mean, I can't. I yeah. I mean, maybe the way the he thing it, presents himself, maybe. But it's like, dude, I you... saw an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where he plays a version of himself who is a prick, and that I'm just like, that's him. <laughs> that's who he is. It's crazy. In He's real life. Him like uh, John Favreau is like taking over the Disney stuff which is insane. yeah like he's doing a lot of the music and stuff for for some of the movies and everything um number four i've got james bond no time to die daniel craig's Ooh. last james bond flick even though i felt like it wasn't the strongest out of his series of james bond films i still really love skyfall um it was a nice way to kind of you know uh, finalize and finish the James Bond Daniel Craig series and you know with that series they kind of gave us a whole you know more uh, you know kind of uh, a, a deeper backstory and deeper kind of uh, look into James Bond as a person rather than just having kind of like the typical spy you know kind of genre stuff and you know I liked how they did that and treated that with this series with Daniel Craig. And so there's a lot of those kind of themes that happen, you know, he kind of, you know, has, you know, themes of loss and, um, you know, thinking about, you know, why he became an agent and all those kind of things that, you know, don't get talked about in the, in the previous series or people who've uh, who've played James Bond. So I'm glad, even though, and of course, Daniel Craig, the controversy with him, not really wanting to continue and all that stuff. All that aside, I thought it was a really enjoyable James Bond film, and I think they ended that series uh, on a high note, I would say, in a, in a way. So, yeah, James Bond, no time to die. Right on. Uh, let's see here. Number three, I'm going to go um, I'm gonna go No Way Home for, for three. Uh, I did enjoy the movie. There was my, you know, we talked about in our last, check out our, our last episode uh, on it. We chatted all about that. Um, you know, I wasn't very keen on the first kind of half of the movie and how that went down, but it did deliver as far as, I mean, fan service for the sort, you know, for the amount of fan service it gave us, I was really surprised and pleasantly happy that they were, they were, they found ways to, again, 
take that kind of fan servicey moments or bring the nostalgia back, but also find a reason and a, and a meaning towards it in some way or form. And I liked how that went, you know, I think both of us before we went into the movie, were like, I don't know how they're going to do this. Like, I think they're just going to throw stuff at us and then we're just going to be like happy that it's there. But you know, is it really going to serve the story or is it really going to teach us, you know, teach us something, especially for uh, Tom Holland playing Peter Parker, Spider-Man, you know, is this character kind of, kind of grow even this is his uh, third of his franchise films, but you know, it's sixth, I think in the whole MCU stuff. So uh, I was really pleasantly surprised how they kind of handled the kind of, even from the second act on and just kind of how that went down. So, and of course it, it was a really good fan experience and being in the theater. And um, it really made me again, miss going to the movies and, and really, you know, even seeing like, you know, first weekend or first, you know, the first few yeah. showings of it was, was really kind of a cool, special occasion and special experience. So yeah. Um, no way home for number three. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm kind of, I, I've been kind of back and forth on the one and two. Um, I'm going to go to ghostbusters afterlife. Yeah. Uh, very similar feeling, uh, with no way home and ghostbusters afterlife. I think they found a good way to connect the previous Ghostbusters films, uh, found a good way to uh, honor the characters and maybe some of the people who've played the Ghostbusters, and um, and I, I I don't mind. I know a lot of you know a lot of these movies are a lot of the kind of younger cast. You know, a lot of people say it's the Stranger Things effect where you know bringing in younger cast members to kind of do it, but I, I think it really helped this movie because I was, you know, really, I got interested in the characters. Um, I, I do wish there was more development on the characters themselves. Um, maybe they might explore that in a future movie if they, if they do that. Um, but I liked how they treated, they treated the Ghostbusters franchise with the utmost respect as far as like paying, um, tipping their hat off to that and finding a way to integrate it into the story um, so I was actually really surprised about that part of it. Um, and, uh, yeah, and it's, you know, it's a Ghostbusters movie. It's, it's fun and all that kind of stuff. And that's cool. Yeah. The I, trailers I, like didn't look very fun yeah, to me. It I, looked just kind of like it. I like those aspects of it. Um, the only big criticism I have of it, it kind of suffers from that force awakens, uh, feel mm. it, it does follow very closely, not to the T, but it does follow some of the beats from the first Ghostbusters movie, including the villain is like, and it's, it's not no surprise in the trailer, but the, uh, um, the villain from the first movie is, is pretty much the villain in this movie, but they find a way to the giant, the giant mar- marshmallow man. Uh, no, no, it's the, uh, um, uh, what's it called with the Z I can't oh, on top of my head. I'm like blanking now. Any of you goes oh, the slime creature thing? No, it's the god character that like you know it's the two uh, the two beasts and oh man I can't believe I'm blanking on this man. Uh, well, I'm not a I'm not a huge Ghostbusters fan, so I, I I've seen them when I was a kid. I don't really remember them remember them too well. Um, it's yeah, it's it's pretty much the Gozer. Sorry, Gozer. That's the Gozer. It's that god character and the two. Um, the two beasts, uh, the key, the key master and the gatekeeper gotcha. and they have to, yeah, all that stuff. But they, they, 
integrate that villain into the story of this one. And even though I thought that was kind of like, ah, oh, you know, this has been kind of done before. Um, I think that was their reasoning to bring like the Ghostbusters kind of franchise into this movie is like, it's a threat that we had from the first movie. So, um, but that's my biggest criticism. Uh, the The rest of it, it was pretty you know, fun. And I think they did a good job um, of kind of paying homage. <laughs> Um, nice. So number two, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, and then number one, uh, I just actually recently watched this movie. I actually got recommended this movie from my dad, Michael Day. Ooh. It's uh, Don't Look Up, which was uh, a movie that released on Netflix starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence um, about the uh, uh, kind of the scenario of what if um, – you know, scientists discovered this comet that was heading to Earth and it would kill pretty much everything in its in its path on Earth in like the next six and a half months. And it's um, it's I think it's kind of like satirical. It's got like, you know, it's serious at times because it's a huge threat. But the way they uh, um, use the kind of satirical humor in it um it it's crazy because it does reflect a lot of maybe some of the political stuff and the kind of climate that we've had in the last you know few years um you know with the obviously the QAnon craze and trump and all that stuff it it does so well to um kind of highlight those things of like this is a real thing like the human race especially america has gone through stuff like this where we've had leaders like this and this is how they would react if a comet was coming to kill us all. And, uh, and maybe what the planet and what other, you know, what people would think about that. And of course there's, you know, if we found out that was going to happen, you know, people would capitalize on it and do, you know, podcast about it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's just like, it, it's a really interesting commentary on that where you could also maybe parallel it with, you know, the impending climate disaster that we're currently in. Um, and, you know, what would happen if we just ignored that? And, you know, it, it's it's weirdly, like, satirical, but very, like, t- like, it's really, like, true to its point of, like, this is how we would react to this shit because it's happening right now. Um, yeah. And so I think that's why also my dad found it very interesting because he's like, well, you know, this is kind of like – this is kind of like when I look out my window and this is what's happening, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, so yeah. And of course, you know, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, killer, killer cast. They do so well to kind of, you know, put you in the shoes of these, you know, these people who are studying these co- comets and everything. And, you know, they find out and then they're like, they're asked to like immediately go to the white house. And it's like, you know, can't, you know, they came and believe they're like, this is happening. And just, a lot of stuff, you know, like the end of the world kind of stuff. So um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. it. It's very interesting. It's good commentary on maybe some of the social stuff that aspects that are happening today. And uh, it's one of my uh, top films for this year. So there you go. Very nice, man. I haven't yeah. seen that yet. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, the, the reviews on that one have been very split. Um, so that gives me hope. I wanted to see it. I saw the reviews and uh, I was like, eh. Maybe I'll wait, but now I'm like, okay. It's a, it's a Maybe good, I'll check that one out. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I, you know, it's nice. not like the greatest movie ever, but I, I liked what they were talking about in the film. And I think those are the kind of films that get me now. 
is does you know do they have kind of an underlying message that really kind of gets under my skin so of course yes yeah. well that's very good yeah it's a very good list Shoney. thanks um yeah i haven't seen other than spider-man i haven't seen any of those on your on your list and that's cool we got we got a lot to check out no time to die yeah we both got movies that from this i think we're kind of this in the same boat as far as there you know there there's been a lot that's been released for sure especially on streaming but you know i feel like this happens every year i just you know you kind of fall behind on you know or there's just a lot of movies out now there's a lot of movies and it hasn't been safe to go to the theater and then you gotta wait then you got you know yeah um who knows but it's starting to you know i i I miss going to movies i'm hoping to do more of that this year so there we go yeah there we go baby jonathan yes anything you would like to share with our dear sweet lovely imaginary audience uh yeah i so i i mentioned we i mean we've talked about youtube and all that so uh i mentioned this uh uh this youtuber who does kind of like photoshop and um i found his his the video the first video i saw from this guy his name is benny productions um and he's he's kind of looks like a young guy i mean maybe in his 20s or something but uh i've always had this fascination with like photo editing and um and the video the first video i saw from him funny enough it came out probably around when no way home came out um was him transforming himself into the green goblin using a picture he took of himself and it wasn't the uh Raimi green goblin it was kind of the traditional one with you know the the hat and the skin and the pouch and everything and it was the most interesting thing to watch because you're just like how is this guy gonna do this and and it makes me very interested to see how people do photoshop and editing and like you know especially i've had an interest in like um special effects and all that kind of stuff I just want to see how, you know, how does, how does a guy like this do this? And, and I just sat down and he does one of those, like, you know, he kind of converts it into like a 10 minute film, you know, and kind of, you know, does this, the speed, uh, run or whatever of it. And then he shows you like his techniques and it's like crazy how it's like small stuff, like lighting and, um, highlighting certain images. Like those are small things that can really, you know, the light source and everything like that really can make the make and sell that image of like what you're trying to do. So I just went down a rabbit hole with him and he just has, he has like these challenges. So his like viewers send him like pictures, like drawn pictures. And they, some of them are like really detailed and some of them are like really not detailed. They're like, you know, super simple stick figure or whatever. And he takes those images and tries to create those characters or creatures or whatever, whatever it is. Um, in Photoshop, and I just found that like super interesting, and it's it's cool. it's crazy. And he, and he literally takes images, like you know, he made a creature, and it, he takes like I'm gonna take the mouth of this like fox and like make it the mouth of the creature, and like you know, it's just insane what you could do with photo manipulation these days. And when I always think Photoshop, it's like oh, it's just like fixing your pimples, and you know what I mean. Like there's only so much I know of Photoshop and what you can do with it, and it's great to see like these are how people, these are how artists are creating like visual yeah. masterpieces and stuff so uh so yeah check it out he's got a whole bunch of videos and those challenges are just like fun to watch for for a few minutes so yeah nice yeah i like it i like it a lot how about you joe you got something to share um i've been talking about him a lot holy ghost uh it's a brother laughing monk brewery uh beer oh uh, i have 
Yes, I have had this before. They're, they're from out in the Bayview in San Francisco. Um, hoping to check out the brewery soon, but it is delicious and I highly recommend. So nice. just uh, giving a shout out. I like that. I, I like some good beer. I literally just spilt my beer as you were saying that. So. Oh, I know. Oh. oh, I got so lucky. I got so lucky. Dude. Oh my God. It got caught. Oh God. Okay. Luckily the whole beer didn't pour out. So that's good. I'm gonna have to clean that. Well, that's very good. <laughs> did you put a lime in there? Did the lime like act as a damn? It did not. Yeah. I did not have a lime in there, but luckily it didn't. Damn. Spill that up but it's all good <laughs> it's all good but it's i i like good. i i feel like i've tried that beer before but um i don't know where it had it it must have been on tap somewhere or something um yeah gone to a few once in a while you'll see it yeah once it's once good. in a while um but yeah i like that dude little little yeah, sh- man. little beverage a little a little beverage a little beverage yeah so, well, welcome to 2022, Jonathan, and um, and that goes for you all too. Um, a sincere thank you to the dear, sweet, lovely imaginary audience for, you know, traversing with us into the new year. We have over uh, 4,100 followers on Twitter now, um, yes, thank and that's you wild for following. to me. So, thank you guys. Yes. Say it again. Thank you for following. And yeah, we've been, see, you know, we're, we've made the transition to go on other streaming platforms and it's been showing. So we're really happy that you guys are listening and uh, even viewers who are turning in on Twitch right now. So we really appreciate it. Yeah. And, um, you know, more to come. We'll have some more guests coming on onto the show. And um, yeah. And then uh, yeah. we're kind of creeping up to, I mean, we're at 233 today. We're creeping up to that 300 eventually. So we might, I don't know if we're going to get, I mean, we probably will get to it this next year. Do you think? Uh, if we, if we're consistent, if we're consistent. Yes. Yes. So we'll get there, but we appreciate anyone who's tuning in and, uh, and anyone's listening on the other end. So yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, very good. Seanahan, where can we find more of your work on the internet this week? Uh, you can find me, um, at Sean Day Music on Instagram. You can see it below me on the uh, on the uh, below me. below. And uh, with the same name, you can go to SeanDayMusic.net and uh, .net. look at my website. Check it out. Uh, I'm kind of like trying to find ways to... I want to integrate more of the top five stuff in there too. So I'm trying to find a way to do that. Um, I was even thinking just create a top five page on there. So... Um, but yeah, mine. Yeah, check out how I did mine. Okay, because I think I'll, it just links to easy. Yeah, whatever. make it easy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, check it out. Um, yeah, always doing stuff on there. So very good, uh, Joey. Where can we find you on the internet? You can check me out on uh, Instagram and on Twitter at Joey Parati and on my website JoeyParati.com. You can check out the show at Top Five Pod. That's T O P F I V E five P O D on Instagram, on Twitter at gmail.com. We're on YouTube, we're on Apple Music and Google Cloud and SoundCloud and Google Play as well. As <laughs> um, what else are we on? Shawnee, we're on Anchor, Anchor, Spotify, Spotify. Wherever you listen to your podcast, please give us a like, give us a listen, give us a follow, give us your love, and we will give you 
All the 2022 love in return, man, for this All year. All the 2022 love in return, man, this year. Until next time, I'm Joy Brother. And I'm Sean Day. Thanks for listening. Thank you.